This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. Jazzy musical instrument that's very prevalent in okay. jazz. Is it? Rhodes. Yeah, all it's right. little wood blocks, you know. Do you ever use Rhodes in your music? No. No Rhodes and dubs. <laughs> More like grunts. More like just big grunts. There's <laughs> no Rhodes and drum and bass. No, actually, that's not true. I mean, there might be some jazzy stuff out there. Maybe you, know? maybe you should. Maybe it's an opportunity, Chris, yeah, for you maybe to this is a genre. I can, I can assure you there's no opportunity there. For Chance Rhodes. for you to open the door? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe you can... <laughs> create some jazz no <laughs> not your thing no 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 i mean you know we'll see i just yeah. finished a house track did you okay yeah i was gonna send it to gabe but i forgot so Dude, let's put let's get it on yeah yeah. Let's get we'll it on the week. show yeah, next week yeah. yeah those of you who don't know chris is a musician he makes a lot of great music so i make music i don't know how great it is hey <laughs> you had to leave the club scene yeah but you yeah, can still make the club music it's a hobby yeah it's a hobby but I send it to people who are still in it, and they give me a pass or fail on it. So, yeah. And I feel like they tell me the truth. So, I would think so. I would think so. I would yeah. Think so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome to episode number 28. Oh. We are happy to be here. Moving right along. Season yes. two. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We've got a great guest tonight. Yes. Uh, she spoke at my home group's group anniversary earlier this year, and I just thought there's no way we cannot get her on the podcast. 100%. So looking forward to hearing her real quick. The meeting after the meeting is a podcast, which is broadcast live on Zoom every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. And then the audio is put on all podcast streaming platforms. If you're on the Zoom with us tonight, thank you. Thank you. We are happy you're here. It really it helps us out. We've got uh, we've got some fun segments coming up and Stay stay tuned for the end. We've got one of my favorites. Yes. We found it online, which is a segment where we find interesting AA-related Speaking items. Speaking of found it online, guess what my guys got me for Whoa. my anniversary Whoa. last oh, week? That's right. Chris's anniversary was last week. Tw- what is it? 20, 21. 21. Legal. Look at that. He's they got me a real drink. chip. A real... Let me feel this thing. Look at this thing, dude. Wow. That's like a legit a, chip. It is a legit it, chip. They've been listening. Why would they why did they get the red? Why red? I don't know. I oh, mean, I'm yeah. lucky I get anything from these guys. Well, I mean, you you <laughs> kind of commented on the show at one point that your yeah. guys never did anything don't do anything nice. Well, for I you. just said they don't the only thing I've ever gotten from them is grief. Yeah. I hey. stand by that statement. Can I touch it? Can I touch the coin? Yeah. I'm gonna throw it. Can you catch can, it? Oh, yeah, gonna... I can catch it. Here we go. Well, no. I wasn't oh, ready. Wow. I caught it, but nice like, I wasn't yeah, I was ready for it. Was let's, let's, introduce, let's introduce our producer, Gabe. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Um, How has your week good. been? Uh, pretty good. I just, dude, Zoom is like messing up. I need to reconnect the audio. I will say we had a little bit of a scare yeah. with Zoom yeah, tonight. We, we were worried that it might, not, it might not be on. So hopefully it's on. It looks like it's on. Yeah, I just fixed the audio back. Okay. So we were having an internet issue earlier and... We we record this in my basement in the the <laughs> the, the studio. Put it's this way. Studio. Put this way. The cell service, like Verizon service, is not good. Yeah. So we were like, we're gonna have to go to hot a hotspot, yeah. and it was not working either. Because Verizon is the hotspot. Verizon is the hotspot. <laughs> yeah, your basement's yeah. like air gapped. It is so not bad. Problematic. So, but we got it going, <laughs> and we are. This chip good. is nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's really nice. nice. Really nice. Very nice. I've yeah. never gotten a chip that nice. Same guy got me this. That got me the cup that says "best freaking sponsor ever." Uh, and he also got you the socks. And he, and he got me the socks. Got you the socks. Yeah. Sober AF socks or Sober whatever. Sober AF. Man. Yeah, I forget. He's he's a good guy, man. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's doing it now just to like make fun of me or. Well, I think he heard he, he got heard. embarrassed on the podcast by you. So now he's yeah. trying to catch up. But I he's can't. Catch up. I can't in public 
use yeah. this cup. No. I mean, it would be fucking weird. Use it in your house. <laughs> use it in your house. I feel weird about using it in my house, too. Don't. I'm going to bring it over here and put it on the shelf. You should. You can. Yeah, bring yeah, it. That's a good idea. Yeah, bring it. We're shelf. building up a nice collection. And I didn't tell you guys... But I've got a couple of the We Found oh, It Online oh. items here next to me that we're going to be we pulling go. out. Maybe the studio the audience will get a little the studio audience a little we swag do. tonight. I will say let's let's introduce our speaker, and I will yeah. say she brought a couple of her friends along, which is amazing. And we are that. grateful that they're here in studio with us. They've been fun to get to talk to and get to know. So let's introduce Lynn S. from Rockville, Maryland. Hi. Yes. Yes. What an intro. They love you. Wow. Lynn. Wow. I don't ever get applause. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Well, not in a room like this. No. <laughs> Down in a basement. We, we, uh, we, in the beginning, the applause was very, if you never listen to the podcast, it's very weird getting it in applause over the, your headphones because yeah. you never get that, yeah. you know? So it's nice. It is. It how, is. Thank you. How are you, Lynn? I am fantastic. So happy to be here. Yeah. Really happy. Thanks to be for coming here. out. Yeah. It's well, fun watching you two. Did in you action. come through the back? <laughs> were the dogs out in the back? There were no dogs out, oh. but I did tell my friends that we have to go around back and make it's sure none sketchy, of the neighbors isn't it? see us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Take you back sure to the that's old why day. they had yeah, us yeah. do that, right? Sneaking around houses like that, Lynn, are you? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will tell you this. It was somewhat light out probably when you came in. I'm going to walk you out around the, the, the back when yeah. you leave because it is it is treacherous. It's a little treacherous a little, I actually today just ordered some of those solar-powered lights to put Thank around God. there. And the tre- most treacherous part is the dogs. You, you haven't met the dogs the yet, dogs. but there is a large, loud dog, yeah. which sometimes is out there, which can terrify you because the fence is not very high. It's not very high. So... And I think dogs... I'm <laughs> getting a look like, why are I'm, you making me do this? I'm going to see a chihuahua, aren't I? No, <laughs> we're not. I wish, I wish. I wish. It is a big lab. It is, but it's loud. So. But either way, we appreciate you making the, the journey around the side of the house. Yes. Uh, it was it. It, it, it was worth the risk. You've done more for, for, for alcohol, I'm sure. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> the problem they say i did there you go second hand yeah lynn how's your week been week has been fantastic absolutely fantastic got out and played some golf yes i Mm. love that yes that is uh that is a thing had the grandkids a few days before that yeah yeah. Uh, they they own me they own me Mm -hmm. so when i hand them back it's with glee yeah uh, yeah, it's a, just living yes. life, yeah. living, yes. yeah. living, living, gifts living. of recovery. It's wonderful. Yeah. How Can't old imagine. are your grandkids? The oldest is going to be 10 in October mm, okay. and the youngest is two. So there were there all so there six of them. Yeah. Six yeah. of them. Wow. Yeah, we had two. We, we only had, we take oh, them two at a time. God. Yeah. No, we, we believe in a one-to-one correspondence, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, parent, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> parent to kid, because otherwise we lose. Yeah. So yeah. we had two of them at man a time. Man to man. Took them to the fair. Really? Oh, okay. Montgomery County Fair. Yeah. Did, did you see... Yeah. Did you do any of like the animals, like walk through any of the, the animal stuff or was it more rides and we, snacks? We saw the pigs race. Nice. Oh, wow. That pigs race? Pigs race. It takes two that. seconds. I really had that at the Montgomery County Fair. Uh, you wait there for 15 minutes. <laughs> they play lots of weird music. <laughs> and then these poor pigs what? go you mean, running you mean? around you the mean circle. Weird music. <laughs> like the music you heard on the show today? <laughs> no, this is quality stuff that you all play. <laughs> oh, I thought she was about to say, no, this is quality stuff there at the fair. What a, what a compliment. Uh, what kind of music are they playing? Oh, Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. So like it. country. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good. It's yeah. a hog race, That's John. It's a hog yeah. race. It's a hog race, John. They're not playing EDM. <laughs> 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 they got you never banjos know, and tambourines. It's 2023. You never know what they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> you That's do true. not. Yeah, you no, do no. not. Well, so. that's good. That's good. Did that they Did they have llamas at the fair by any chance? Did they have llamas? I don't remember. I seeing remember them. llamas when I was a kid and, and being afraid really? they were going to spit. Oh, I was kind of paying attention to the donkeys. Yeah, and yeah. you know they're the ones that I'm familiar with. You know, Good, okay. <laughs> go to a lot of AA meetings. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. That's okay. and you still do. You still go to a lot. I of I still AA go meetings. to a lot of AA meetings. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's how I stay happy, joyous, and free. Yeah, I love oh, that. I like that. How many meetings do you go to a week? 
three a week, but I also do a lot of work online with people. The gift of the pandemic is I've met a lot of people across the world. That's amazing. So I now have a group that I meet with internationally from Sweden. I went to Mongolia's 25th anniversary. Get out of here. They had it in an ice skating rink with a podium in the middle, and they were playing their native instruments and wearing their native costumes, and they did the countdown in Mongolian. It was. I'm telling you, man. It was. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. They had it in the middle of an ice skating rink. Yes. Around, like you had to like slide out there to get to the podium. They walked out. They walked out. The podium was big enough for three people, and then in the background were Mongolians and expats. Uh, Russians were there. Uh, Japanese were there. It was amazing. It was absolutely high fiving each other when they did the countdown. I mean. Every corner of the world, there's a drunk. I was in tears. Yeah. yeah. I was in tears. It was very moving. So I belong to a group that uh, Sweden, Iran, people from Iran are there. Wow. Uh, uh, That's and amazing. we meet and we talk about general service issues and yeah. things like that. And then I also meet with a group of AA historians that are into AA history and. Ooh, are you are sure you a big AA history? I, I uh, we gonna, so. Yeah, I'm getting some not from the audience here. I'm getting a couple. You you know some stuff. I read a lot. You do. I read a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, these people are wonderful people. Very fascinating and yeah. really dig into the weeds. They get the original letters. Yeah. Oh wow. From people yeah. who interacted with Bill and Lois and Doctor Bob and uh, it's. Real original researchers. So you're familiar how well I do on some of the quizzes that we have on the show here. If you've heard uh, some of the, she would do, it sounds like she would very do well. So I have a quizzes. report card for the three of you. <laughs> oh I've, I've been keeping Well, John track. doesn't play. I, I've been smart enough, enough to design. stay out of these games for the most part. He's the game designer. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do too bad on the last one. I, got, I think I got all six. I got the bonus. I mean, look, oh, I got the, a lot of the bonuses are crazy. Huh? Every now and then a blind squirrel finds a nut. Chris, That's true. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are hard. But five times. <laughs> Those are hard. But yeah. Two, yeah. We had but two alternatives. Yeah, he does yeah. a good job trick, tricking you. It's, it's, you know, Bill Wilson said a few things many different ways there and that's what tricks you that's, you know that's what i i purposely that's, try. Tri- yeah. that's a good way yeah. to say it but that's i right. feel like you would know and yeah. i wouldn't be able to trick you i'm not going to tell you what my score so. was <laughs> <laughs> i'm not owning it <laughs> so, all right why don't we why don't we get into some basic stuff here why don't you tell us uh, what we call the stats your sobriety date sponsor home group mm-hmm. uh, my sobriety date is december 29th 1997 uh, the only way I remember it is I remember the last day I took a drink, which is the 28th, and then I count one up. Yeah, you know, there you That's go. how I hang on to that day. <laughs> you know? like that. that was an important moment yeah, yeah. for me. I have a sponsor, and sh- there's no doubt in her mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I may look like a mature woman, but I do not behave in a mature fashion <laughs> on a regular basis. So she is in regular touch with me. Yeah. And I have a home group, uh, steps six and seven mm-hmm. in Silver Spring. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay to say that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a service position. That's Saturday morning, right? That's Saturday morning okay. at 930. That's a great meeting. I went there like three or four months ago just randomly. I just was like, I want to check out this meeting. I hadn't been in a long yeah. time, and I went there, and it was great. It's a great yeah. meeting. And we have an in-person version and an online version. Oh, really? We're okay. not hybrid. Yeah, We're just not two hybrid. separate Two, two separate meetings. Separate yeah. meetings. It wow, was one great. of those group conscience That's things. That's the way to we, do it. We made mm-hmm. it work. Yeah. We made it work. Really, wow. really happy. That's, That's good. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we, why don't you just tell us a little bit here about your story? We call it the three W's, what you were like, what happened, what you're like now, just to give us an idea of how Lynn got to be sitting in this basement with us tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> we have I time usually, for all that. <laughs> I'll try to be quick. I like to start with, uh, when I was a child, I was totally deaf. And uh, they were not able to restore hearing until I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. So I thought everybody was deaf. And when they restored hearing, the first sound I heard was a metal instrument that sounded like an explosion. It was like a bam. And then my mother spoke and it was awful. And, uh, you know, they got me to calm down. And, you know, I just, I wanted to be deaf again. And I needed a drink in the third grade. You know, I really did. I was out of step and uh, I held out till I was 17. 
And when I took my first drink, I remember this very clearly. What alcohol did for me, it was a black label, mm-hmm. high quality beer. <laughs> and uh, it put this gauze around me. Mm. It put this gauze around me and it kept you out there and me in here. And I chased after that for 25 years. Mm. I drank alcoholically from the very start, threw up, blacked out, didn't care, didn't mm-hmm. care. Things just did not hurt anymore. Yeah. So that was how I got started. And I drank like a real alcoholic from out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't know what moderate drinking is, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I chased after it, burned through a couple of relation, two marriages. And, two marriages. Uh, Quick, quickly is. or was that right over? Actually, no. I mean, it's seemed like forever. One yeah. was for six years. That okay. one was on a bottle of Boone's Farm apple wine. That lasted <laughs> Ooh, for six years. Uh, right? What do you mean that one was uh, on a right? bottle of Boone's? Like, well, that's how I got started with the guy. And, <laughs> so you know, delicious. Strawberry just, Hill. When you start mm-hmm. with Boone's Farm, you just want to hang in yeah. there. Yeah, there you for go. six years, me, I hung me, in there. Two right? bottles did you write? Two bottles did you write? You know, I never Boone's kept it count. Yeah. I just <laughs> emptied the sucker. I Empty it and show me where the next one is. Yeah. Now, then, did, did you, with yeah. the, with your first marriage, w- did you have thinking that this was going to fix you or was it more like this person's going to take care of me or what was the mindset oh, behind it? Gosh, yes. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, just like alcohol, I was always looking for something outside of me to make my insides mm. feel good. Yeah. And I met this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> did he know, so did he know you were an alcoholic from the start or you had a problem with drinking or did you kind of spring it on him as it happened? Uh, it was a joint project. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was, was a joint project. Too. Yeah. And there were joints involved as a matter of fact, I think. <laughs> okay. so, there you go. You know, it was just the way it was. We were both. He, as a matter of fact, I tended to get with guys who were worse than I was. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that is a low <laughs> bottom. Yeah, I mean, to find yeah. someone who was worse than I was, you know, I usually found them in bars. We're out there. We're out there. I know. It makes you feel a little bit better about yourself, (laughs) right? right? Like, hey, at least I'm not that guy. And then (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, this is good. Yeah. We drink a lot and he's going to make everything better. And it's Mm. just a, oh, oh, it's just a disaster from out of the And how old were you when you first got married? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dropped out of uh, college to marry this guy. Wow. And and it was just uh, every night drinking, yeah. uh, drinking, and it turned into a real mess. And so I extricated myself from that one and met the next one over a bottle of Carlo Rossi. And that was a <laughs> 13 year suicide pact. That's right. Boone's farm. Climbing the liquor ladder. Yeah. You're right. You know? So, uh, that was, we had a couple of kids and, uh, you know, he had a worse problem than I did. And I know at one point he said, you know, we need to quit drinking. I'm thinking, uh, uh, <laughs> You maybe, yeah. <laughs> not me, but yeah. I was just one of those prideful things. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, we'll stop drinking. We stopped and he made it one month and living with me not drinking was just so lovely. He packed his stuff up and moved to Louisiana just as fast as he could because oh, I am so yeah. charming dry. It's it's and, funny. I hear a lot of people, I know people, they get sober and even coming into AA and their wife or husband or whoever, significant other leaves after they got sober because it's like, man, we are not... Without a real solution, we're not the best oh. people to be around. Oh, it was it was sad. And yeah. that was, you know, I, I held on. I don't know how long I stayed dry, but I was, you know, trying to take care of these boys. And I'm driving up and down 270 trying to get to my job. And I'm starting to have these anxiety mm. attacks. And mm. it's like someone put a plastic bag over my head and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Mm. And then I picked up a bottle of wine. And within a month, I was up to a bottle of vodka. And after that, yeah. That was it. And this is with the children. This you is had with the kids. children. Yeah. I had Trying kids. Trying to manage. I had kids yeah. lying to myself all the way because I met with their teachers. I mm-hmm. made their breakfast. Mm-hmm. I made their lunches, but just was, now, we didn't go to McDonald's because McDonald's doesn't serve booze, but <laughs> you know. Now, were you a hider? Were you hiding <laughs> alcohol? Were you hiding it from people or were you just kind of out there? I don't care. I mean, at that point, I wasn't really living with anybody and these yeah. two poor kids were in elementary school. Yeah, so so. now what I was doing was that I didn't want them to catch on that I was drinking that much. So yeah. I would have a glass of vodka mm. filled all the way. Mm-hmm. 
and I'd drink half of it. And while they weren't looking, I'd fill it up again yeah. so that they wouldn't think that I had, <laughs> had drunk that the kids. You're fooling the kids. I know, yeah. the kids. Yeah. I'm really fooling the kids. So, you know, they... Uh, they, they probably knew. Uh, you know, what scared me was after I got sober, my, my uh, oldest son said, you know, we just thought you were taking the edge off. And he yeah. covered me up at night on the living room floor, mm. passed out. And, and that's the thing. He thought it was normal. Yeah. That frightened me when I got sober. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where in this whole kind of these marriages and, and the kids, was there any point in there where you had found, heard, heard about AA or, or was, you know, sobriety pushed on you? Or did you have any idea that you probably should stop? Uh, there, there, yes. Yes, there. Well, it wasn't that I should stop. It was just that I would never, ever be able to stop. I had a moment sitting in the kitchen uh, drinking vodka, and I sat there and I thought, this is it. I know I can't stop. I tried. I, you know, would wake up every morning just oozing vodka out of every pore and drag myself to work and hide. And I'm sitting at the kitchen. And I'd say, look, all I got to do is get these kids through college. And if I can get the kids through college, I can finish the job alcoholically. Mm-hmm. And I remember that very clearly because I drank for another four to five years after that. Mm. Yeah. It was four or five years. And I had not heard of AA. I mean, I knew how to make myself invisible. I stopped spending the night with my parents. I would just go visit them and then mm-hmm. leave right away so I could get my booze and drink with the kids in the car heading down yeah. the highway. And, uh, you know, I, I just stayed invisible. My world was really, really small. At work, I hid under the desk. Nobody knew who I was, you know, and I liked it that way. And uh, what got me into the rooms of AA was a DWI. Mm. Uh, They finally caught me out there early one morning, and uh, I was mad. Oh, my God, I was mad. I was was a professional, (laughs) upstanding mom with two kids. Why were they picking on me? They should be picking on someone like Chris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I felt the same way you did. I was like, why are they they picking on me? That's right. Oh, they picked on Chris. Don't worry. (laughs) For a while, yeah. I met with this judge who allowed us how I ought to visit with the folks in AA. Yeah. And uh, on in October, I started going to a little 7 a.m. meeting because I was positive no one goes to AA at 7 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I was sure there'd be, be nobody there. Be and, realizing that those are the people who actually care about AA uh, going that you early. Know. <laughs> and I walk in in my little business suit and people ran up and I said, back, 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 back. Just, just stay back. Just, this is a mistake. And I drank for the next three months and went to my two meetings a week mm. and uh, what did what I had meeting? to do. It was Rockville Metro at 7 a.m. in yes. the morning on Rothgeb Drive. I thought legendary. As, I thought that AA in Rockville Metro was the only AA meeting in the whole area. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there were all these how other meetings. Know? Yeah. yeah I mean, no, I had no know? idea. I thought that was it. Yeah. So, uh, I just, uh, something must have started to sink in because I'm drinking like I usually drink. And the miracle for me, this is what I know now happened in retrospect, is you all, I I told you to leave me alone and you did, sat me down in a chair, and then you all told your stories. Hmm. You just told your stories. And no one bothered me. No one told me what to do. So there was nothing for me to do but sit there and listen to you talk about your stories. And in that three-month period, something must have sunk in because on December 28th, I finished a bottle of vodka and there was a full bottle of tequila sitting on the kitchen counter. Hmm. And to this day, I don't know why I didn't crack open that tequila because I, I have no idea, mm-hmm. no idea, no contact with a higher power because we would have had words if I had any contact. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I was at that pitiful, incomprehensible, demoralized, yeah. didn't know what else to do, couldn't yeah. live with alcohol, couldn't live without it, didn't yeah. know what I was going to do. And uh, I went to Rockville Metro to shock them with the news that I was an alcoholic and they didn't seem very surprised. They all came running up and I said, back, 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 back. Just look, just, just leave me alone. It's going to be okay. And what I found over the next three months, I'm not drinking, but I can't get through the day without thinking about a drink. So I've got to go to that stupid meeting every day now. 
every day, and I am mad about that. I shared at a meeting one time, great. Mm-hmm. I've traded one addiction for another. <laughs> oh, I used yeah. to drink every night. You hear that in meetings, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh, I yeah. was mad. And everybody would keep coming back, <laughs> you know, and oh, my, just irritating. And But I saw you all behave in ways that were just... Very, very strange. I saw people talk about losing marriages and losing jobs and staying sober. Mm. I unfortunately was in a meeting when a woman lost her child to a suicide. 23-year-old jumped off a roof. And they came in and announced it. And I thought to myself, well, she drank. No prayer. And they said, no. I mean, no. The women surrounded her. And to this day, this woman has helped people who've lost children in sobriety. But the only thing I could do with that piece of information, I was so self-centered, so selfish. I just said, well, I guess I won't drink another day. Mm. You know, just. Yeah. And uh, I lasted for three months. I call it my crispy critter dry period. (laughs) (laughs) I was just judging the daylights Mm. out of you guys. I mean, you know. It was terrible. I was ready to explode. And what happened for me, this is the what happened part, I guess. Uh, I'm sitting in a third step meeting. I'm dying of alcoholism and there's no booze in my body. But I know I'm dying. I know I'm dying. And I'm sitting there. I'm thinking if I don't do something different, I'm going to drink. And if I drink, that's the end. And today I even know if I drink, (laughs) that's the end. Runaway train. And uh, so I'm sitting in this third step meeting and somebody asked me to share, and I, which I have no idea why they did that. <laughs> but I said, you know, I read the words in the book and they don't make sense. And I listen to y'all talk and it doesn't make sense. I said, I guess the only thing that makes sense is your eyes. And I'm looking around at a room full of people with light beams coming out of their eyes. <laughs> and in that moment, I found my connection with my higher power. Yeah. And it happened to be in that poorly written gender bias book that I thought I could help you all rewrite on page 55. Mm. Deep down inside of every man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea. And uh, I will never forget that because the room did get lighter. Mm. And I got lighter. And the desire to drink was gone. And it was very clear to me I needed to get a sponsor. I needed to read the big book without an opinion. And I never looked back. Mm. I never looked back. I have stayed as close to AA as I possibly could because I like what Father Ed Dowling says, that the only way I'm ever going to make it to heaven is by backing away from hell. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I backed away from hell. I yeah. want to go back in that direction. So you had somewhat of a what, one of those what those experiences. I had uh, one of those. Very, very yeah. few. Yeah. You don't hear. White we light. talk a lot about the educational variety, but you had yeah. somewhat of a white light experience. Yeah. It was somewhat of a yeah. Yeah, it was a or white laser beams out of eyes. Yeah. It faded though after a couple of weeks. Yeah, and of course. I started to panic. I got yeah. freaked. Oh my God, I'm losing it. As I'm fast as it. the window opens, it's already closing. It starts to close. And so I yeah. asked some people, what do you do? What do you do? And they yeah. said, get on your knees and pray. <laughs> so from that day on, I get on my knees twice a day at least. Yeah. At least yeah. if people are giving me trouble three or four times a day, <laughs> but at least and, twice a day. And you and you got a sponsor. Got a sponsor. Drug her through the steps. Yeah. I drug her through the steps. That poor woman. Sometimes that's that's welcomed, man. Like, hey, let's go. Just, you know? uh, we are. I always get a little this. suspicious when they want to get really going. I'm like, oh no, no, no! I mean, I had heard enough to know. I I had this feeling deep yeah. inside. I knew where the God of my understanding was deep down inside. Mm -hmm. And what you all said was, if I worked those steps, I would feel it even more. And I've always been in it for the buzz. Yep. The spiritual buzz. That's what yeah. I've been chasing. That's, that's, we, uh, not, we don't that. change that much. We're still looking for that I'm buzz. I'm looking so, for the yeah, buzz. Whatever. Right. Not, not all of us yeah. in well, the air are looking for the buzz, man. Uh, well, I mean, there's you know. a difference. No, there is. Definitely. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I mean, I was looking for it when I'm drinking and I'm looking for it. I always tell people I I want the best. I wanted the best that drinking had to offer and I want the best that AAS offer. Why would you settle for anything? I I need it. That is it. That is it. And that's what I got. And that's not to say that uh, there wasn't a lot of growing up I needed to do. I was a 45 year old woman with a 17 year old mentality. Mm, I mean, immature as the day is long. Still working on that. But, (laughs) you know, 
progress, not perfection. <laughs> Talk know. about that a little bit. What that, you know, you get sober, you're 45, you've got, how old were your children at this point? They were, uh, let's see, Hunter was 13, 14. Okay. Yeah, Hunter was 14 okay. and Bailey was 12. Okay, so yeah. you got these basically teenagers here and you're yeah. sober, you're, you're going to start doing some, you know, different things in your life. What was that like? What did that, how did it change with your family? Well, first they caught on right away about AA meetings. Cause mm-hmm. I would come home some nights, just, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. work or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the first thing they'd say is, why don't you go to a meeting, mom, <laughs> go to a meeting, you'll feel better, That's go great. to a meeting, you know? Great. So they caught on they to that it. and I took them to meetings and, uh, so it, they got it. Yeah. They got it. And they went to open meetings with me. And uh, after a year, I took them to an anniversary that I where I had to speak. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that they had ever heard that I got a DWI. Yeah. Oh so I thought God. my oldest was going to give me grief about drinking and drugs. I was ready for it. Walked yeah. out of the meeting and I said, well, what'd you think? And he said, mom, why didn't you tell us you were having anxiety attacks? We could have helped you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was thinking about. Wow. Mm-hmm. And... What it was like is I learned that I did not know my kids. Yeah. I did not love them unconditionally. I loved them with conditions. And what AA give, gave me was the ability to look at them through unfiltered eyes. Yeah. You know, just, just loving them unconditionally, leaving them to be. Those are, they've turned into a couple of beautiful men, mm. really beautiful young men. And the oldest one did his dance for a yeah. little while, you know, but... You know, AA carried me through that too. It's just amazing. It's awesome. Let's move on to our topic. And I think this kind of connects very much with what you've just been talking about here. It says, our liquor was but a symptom. So we had to get down to causes and conditions. And we, you talked about earlier, I was thinking of this line when you were talking about your drinking and, and uh, just taking that away was not, you know, you said, like you said, you sat in A, you're three months in and you realize that, you know, you're, you're in AA and you haven't drank and you feel crazy. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> and that was the biggest shock of all. Yeah. The biggest shock yeah. was I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was reading after how it works, you know, right up to the third step prayer, three pages of all the ways that yeah. Lynn is the problem, you know, moving the actors <laughs> around the stage, yeah. creator of confusion rather than harmony. And I'm just, I'm the problem. But it was so freeing. Mm-hmm. To see that I was the problem because it was always somebody else. Yeah. You know, I was always looking for something out there to make me feel happy. And then I realized that, no, it's got to, it's got to come from inside of me. So when I did my fourth step, it was a piece of cake. Because I already knew. If it's not (laughs) you, if it's not you, and it is some sort of external circumstance, then you're fucked. And that's it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So there is some relief in that. There There is. Because there's hope. Maybe something can change. That's right. And then for the first time, I'm realizing, you know, there's that four-step prayer where the first thing you say is, Lord, this is a sick man. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the first time that I have to be aware of my impact on others. Hmm. The first sentence is about someone else, not about me. Yep. You know, and how can I be of service? How can I help? And that was new territory for me. That took practice. Yeah. (laughs) That took a lot of practice. Yeah. You know, uh, the fear the fear prayer. I love the fear prayer. You know, it gave me a tool because I'm having to go back to work now and deal with colleagues and crawl out from under that desk yeah. and make an yeah. amends for the six years that I was invisible. And and the fear prayer did so much to help me with that. Perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. You know, and it just basically says that I, you know, as long as I humbly trust and rely on my higher power and do what I think, what I think he would have me do he, she, whatever it is. Mm. I, 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 by the way, I don't know what my higher power is because it's a little beyond my kin mm. and I've accepted that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do know what it feels like when I'm in touch. Mm. Yeah. I know what it feels like when I'm in touch and, uh, that's my barometer. Yeah. That's my barometer. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What is, uh, you, I know you, you, you got sober and, and you know, you were, You'd been incarcerated. You were living somewhat of a rough life, and we don't have time. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, I did not get, um, I did not understand alcoholism. I, I went to some meetings. I saw happy people in the AA meeting, and I'm not drinking, and I'm certainly not happy about it. J- just like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 
you know, not drinking, but I feel miserable. And I just didn't understand until I got into the book and got into the literature and someone took time to read the doctor's opinion to me about alcoholism. And, 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 you know, and once you understand it in that way, you see it everywhere. It's like, it's like you can't unsee it. You know, it's just like, I mean, you know, I was not a great guy. Alcohol didn't make me that way, but it sure as hell made it easier to be that way. You know, and that's the solution that alcohol provided for me. And, um, you know, and that stuff doesn't go away because you stop drinking. You are still, you know, you're still the same man <laughs> and you will drink again if those things aren't addressed. And, you know, I, I love that just the first step talks about alcohol. You know, every other step is about some sort of like, you know, you're you're looking inward to try to, you know, fourth and fifth step, six and seven, eight and nine, 10, 11 and 12. This is it has nothing to do with alcohol. It has, you know, AA really, if you really want to know and you're new, AA is a, as a it practices a way of life is a way to, you know, live life in a way that I feel like drinking is not necessary. There's no white knuckling in here, you know. And I think uh, one of the things I'll say is it, this part. So we had to get down to causes and conditions. Yeah. If you're new and you're wondering how, like, what do you mean? How do you do that? It's working the steps, and you talk that's about it. that. I think that's so important. It's such a yeah. simple. The program is very simple. And I was able to get down to the causes and conditions by, like you talked about, Lynn, writing that that inventory. That was kind of the first time for me. And like you, I had no problem writing my four step because I realized at that time that I was the problem. So I was able to clearly see that. But that wasn't enough. And there was more work that needed to be done. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And there was a lot more work that needed to, that still needs to be done. Like you said, like I today am like present tense. I was just like, man, I am still (laughs) defect. I I still have defects. I still need six and seven come in. Yeah. Right. That's it. It's good to be in touch with that. Mm -hmm. It's good to be able to have tools to look at it. It's good to be able to have somebody or some people we can talk to Mm -hmm. about it. I mean, the book says defective relationships seem to be the cause of all our woes, including our alcoholism. So I'm not going to not have relationships. You know, I'm sure, Lynn, you have new relationships coming in and out of your life all the time. I mean, I'm defective in those relationships, not last year or 10 years ago or when I got sober. I'm defective right now. <laughs> you know, So yeah. uh, that's what I loved about six and seven and going to work yeah. now, come, crawling out from under that desk. And six and seven were instrumental to me because yeah. I was so racked with fear. I was afraid of my colleagues and hmm. and saying the seven step prayer, you know, God, please remove this fear so that I can be of maximum use was hugely hmm. helpful. Yeah. And it didn't always work in the moment. It didn't always work in the moment, but. I just believed if I kept doing it over and over again, it would work. And it did. It really worked. And I was able to go from being unknown where I work to being just a little bit too visible. (laughs) You know, I mean, if you come out of the desk and say, how can I help? They will tap you, you know, they will come after you. And, (laughs) but it was how I could make my amends. That's true. It was how I could make my amends. And, uh, and it's funny, I used to think about, you know, here I am, I'm, you know, 48 now going on 50 and I'm wearing a business suit. And my way of dealing with work is to think, which step, which step do I need here? Mm-hmm. What, what, oh, okay. Step six and seven. Okay. Now, now go into that meeting, you know, bring God to the table when you go into that meeting. It's like, I, I'm laughing because I've got these tools yeah. that I'm actually consciously trying to use. In the first 10 years, it was like a kid learning how to write. You know, mm, the tongue yeah. is sticking out and you're gripping the <laughs> pencil and just trying to use those tools as best you can. And then I started to settle. Yeah. And it started to go easier and it was easier to remember, you know, there's a character defect. God, please help me with this. And it just, it becomes the easier, softer way, you know. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, and I'm sure, Lynn, you've seen this as you stayed sober and you've had this spiritual experience as a result of the steps that we are really, we're really lucky to have this. I mean, if you're in any kind of like professional environment, there are sick people everywhere, <laughs> emotionally sick. I mean, not well. I mean, no one, when, when people are like, oh, like, you know, we're not like normal people. There's no normal people, man. There's, there's sick people out there and, and they have no 
you know, recourse, you know what I mean? Like we have, I mean, at least not to the degree that we can latch onto it. I mean, it's really, I feel very grateful that, that I'm an alcoholic today. I, I think a lot of the hardships and stuff that we face in life, I'm sure Lynn, you know, you have as well, the support that I've gotten from people in Alcoholics Anonymous, some, you know, people who are not in, not alcoholics in my life have always been like, who are all these people? What are they doing? You know, like my mother's funeral, the, the, there was not room. People were flooding out into the, yeah. the street almost. And people, my family's like, who are these people? You know? And it's just, it's a, uh, it's a gift. And the other thing, and you mentioned it is we, the tools that we get here, I, I had to do and still have to do, you know, I've had to do a lot of public speaking with my career and in, in work and people are like, how did you learn to talk like that? And I was like, I don't, you know, I spoke at Midtown in front yeah. of 400 people, you know, people yeah. and bared my soul. This maybe isn't that big of a deal, you know, and it's like, we just, that we've, yeah. we get a lot. And I think if you're new, this idea of getting down to the causes and conditions, you just need to know that there's a solution. Yeah. There's a solution there. That is exactly right. And it works. It works. It works if you work it. And it does take some work. Yeah. Uh, For me, it certainly does. You all are making me think of so many things. What I love is, you know, you work this program, you do eight, nine. I love six and seven because that prepares me to make those amends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the amends that I made to my kids, I will never forget. Work, I suited up, showed up, and started contributing. The kids was a little trickier. Yeah. And uh, when I made my amends to them, I'd been sober again a little over a year. And uh, what I had to tell them was that, you know, our lives were not normal. <laughs> well, but they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't they know. thought it was. Yeah. You know? But you, so you had, had to say to that to them. Yeah. Because you don't want say, them to think that's normal. That's it. And yeah. I said, I don't know what normal is, yeah. but we're going to figure it out together. That's wow. right. And they knew, you know, they knew there was a difference, but I wanted them to hear that the way they saw me living uh, was not normal. Because it matters. Yeah, it matters. Because I have two young kids, and I think about it all the time. What are they looking at? What are they seeing? Mm-hmm. You know? my, my oldest son, as I said, did his dance, and he yeah. had one that was born and one that was on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he stopped on his own. He's three years sober. He didn't use AA. But he calls me all the time Yeah, to talk about the obsession and, right. you know, about the things that bother him and, uh, and, you know, how great it is to be sober. And he just became a different person. So I know he got yeah. second yeah. degree AA. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah Day at a time. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Let's move on to the next part of the show here. And this is a, uh, it's a good question. I think we're going to ask here. Let's get into the newcomer tip of the week. All right, who we got? Who's our newcomer? Oh, look at this guy. That reminds me of my earlier days. I would have moved those pillows and the carpet. But you know, someone probably put those there for him. They did. I would have moved it all and just had my head on that cold tile underneath (laughs) of it. That was the only relief I was going to get. So our question, our newcomer tip, and again, I pulled this from a pamphlet. It says, can an alcoholic ever drink normally again? And we do this as a reminder for the newcomer who might be afraid to ask a question that seems like they should know the answer to it, or it's too simple, or they're embarrassed. So can an alcoholic ever drink normally again? Chris, what do you think? No. The answer, your answer is no. But are you an alcoholic? You know, that, that's the question that needs to be answered. I mean, uh, Lynn's son is a heavy drinker, it sounds like. And he could sort of, you know, yeah. put the plug in the jug, yeah. you know, have great conversations, you know, didn't with, need his, to put his, with butt his mom. In the seat. He didn't, you yeah. know, he didn't, you know. <laughs> but if you are, if you have alcoholism, at least if you're an alcoholic of my type, um, there's, there's no way I'm drinking normally again. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, there's no, no, I didn't drink normally to begin with. Yeah. Normally again. So to say, is an to drink, yeah. yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like Lynn did either. From the start, you were drinking alcohol. Yeah. The three of us here, there's You're never any up. again. Yeah. There's no again. There was I mean, no again. Mm-mm. Can you, can, can an alcoholic ever drink normally? Yeah. There's no again. Yeah. So no, Lynn, what do you think? Can an alcoholic ever drink normally? Again? I know for certain I can't. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can't speak for anyone else. If, That's if, right. if I've learned anything at all, I'm sorry. <clears throat> in 
working with people that I work with that it's very, very true that no human power could have relieved their alcoholism. Right. And that's that crazy thinking, yeah. that crazy thinking that maybe mm-hmm. I can pull it off. Yeah. And all I can say to them is, well, I know I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And you can try. I'll be right here. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right yeah. here. You want to come back? I'll be right here. And that's the best I have to offer. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's important to say if you are new or if you're wondering if you will, because I think in the beginning, a lot of people have this idea that you're going to come to AA to learn how to drink. I don't know why that's that's thought of, but a lot yeah. of people come to AA and they're like, I'm going to learn how to drink here. And you find out whether it's quickly or slowly through the first step that if you're an alcoholic, you're powerless and you're never going to learn how to drink. And that's so, if you're wondering why the answer to this question is no, it's because if you're an alcoholic, you're powerless over alcohol. Right. And that means that if you have any alcohol in your system, if I take one, I cannot control how much I'm going to drink. I remember reading the doctor's opinion when I was still drinking and going mm-hmm. to AA and looking for the secret mm-hmm. because I certainly was not going to stop drinking. And then I saw this line that says they have to practice total abstinence. <laughs> And I said, well, crap, why'd they write a book? Yeah. Why yeah. don't you just say practice mm. total abstinence? I mean, mm. just what a gimmick, what a gimmick. Yeah. And, yeah. but then it came down to alcohol was just a symptom yeah. of yeah. my problem. So. <clears throat> Speaking yeah. of that, it, do you find it, and this kind of reminded me of this, do you, do you find it now, because I know you're active in AA and you're working with a lot of new, new people, is AA a harder sell? Or is, has it always been a hard sell? Cause it's, cause I feel like I, I, you know, I was like, no way fucking I'm going to AA. No way. No way. You're talking about God. No way. You know what I mean? And I, and I, you know, is it still the same? Are people finding it harder to relate to AA or do you think it's like the same old stuff rehashed that we all had before coming to AA? I love that question, Good question. because it goes right back to when I came in and I was judging you all. Right. And I could sit there and judge you and yeah. I'll be out of here in a year and you it's won't always see been me a hard ever, sell. Uh, ever again. <laughs> but what you all did was you were ex-problem drinkers properly armed with facts about yourselves. Mm-hmm. And just by doing that, just talking about your own drinking, you slowly gain my confidence. Right. You gain the confidence of another alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So in terms of being a hard sell, if you're selling it, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a problem to an alcoholic like me because yeah. I'll be in the ready fight you back position. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can argue back. And, uh, but if you're just talking to me about how it affected you, I've got nothing to right. argue with. Right. And I think that's, it's always been an easy sell if we just stick to our own story, mm-hmm. what happened, what it was like for us, sure. you know, and, and then just say, you know, if you want what you have, we're here. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, yeah. you know, you can leave, yeah. you know, you're, we're still here. Yeah. Love for you to come back. And that's the beautiful thing about AA. It doesn't need to be a hard sell. Yeah. Your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Right. And you Love all that. won me over with your actions. You really did. There were, oh, I'll never forget sitting in a meeting during my crispy critter dry period. <laughs> and uh, someone said, we don't want slip signers here. Let's get rid of those <laughs> slip signers. You know, and I'm sitting there with my little slip yeah, and I said, yeah. oh, I don't want to be here either. You jerk, you know, (laughs) but then some people came up to me after the meeting and said, we want you here. Please just keep coming back. And those were the voices that I held on to. So I was a slip signer. Yeah. So was I. There was no selling involved. It was just, you know, stay, stay if you want to stay that, that love. Someone once said to me, that's probably the wrong term. I don't mean sell and sell it like pitching like a product. I mean, like it, it, it's hard. I think what you're saying is over the years, do you think it's, it's become, are people less willing to buy into, to listen, to, to, to give AA a shot now than they were 20, 20 years ago? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's always been tough. I I think it's, I think it's hard for alcoholics. Yeah. It was for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It was. You got to really be uh, done done. Yeah. Yeah. Out of options. So let's move on to one of my favorite (laughs) sketches and my favorite part of the show. (laughs) Let's get into our sketch of the week. Got a little swag coming up. 
So as I mentioned in the beginning, this is one of one of my favorites. It's called We Found It Online. Look it's, how excited they are. They they're super happy. They just found the <laughs> coolest new AA item. Maybe uh, it was uh, to reference some of our past items. An AA eight ball. Uh, maybe it not was, the kind of eight ball that you're used to. No, no, not that eight the ball. Magic eight the magic eight ball. The ma- just the magic eight ball. <laughs> magic eight, eight, eight ball. Jesus, Chris. <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to do here is we've got some items and we found them online in AA stores, recovery stores, mm-hmm. and we're just going to, you know, see what, what people think about them. Yeah. And we're, look, we're not, look, we're not trashing no. any of this stuff. Or, you know. Honestly, we're supporting these stores. I'm buying yeah. all these items. So, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not, if they're yeah. upset, Hey, we're not trashing <laughs> them. I think some of them are a little outlandish maybe, yeah. right? We're, we're going to make fun of them, yeah. but it's all for, it's all you know, in good fun. fun. It's yeah. all in good fun. Yeah. Let's. So, by the way, the first one and the third one, I've got them here. <laughs> oh I'm going to pass God. one to our guest here. I'm going to pass one to you, Chris. I've got one. We've got. We can pass one here. I don't know if you're going to get it over there to them, to our studio. Number one, it's the bullshit bag. I saw, I actually had a guy I sponsored. He gave me one of these and he said, Hey man, just for your, we found it online. This is what it says. Directions. It's basically, it looks like one of those bags. If you're listening to the audio online, it's one of those bags that you might get on an airplane. If you had to throw up like an old school lunch bag, an old school lunch bag. It says the directions open bag before opening mouth, tuck open the bag beneath your chin. Start talking. Let the BS flow. Please do not litter your BS around. When full, seal the bag and dispose of BS in the proper place. And then my favorite part, notice, this bag is recommended for all forms of self-pity and self-justification to blame any other person, place, or situation for not being exactly the way it's supposed to be. I got a guy that I'm going to give this to. You can Tomorrow. So anyway, I'm telling you, this material is not strong enough. <laughs> it will fall. I've seen some people yeah. that can go through this like a dose of salt. <laughs> you, that's a good point, Lynn. I was new it's and just I, paper. Just, I mean, it's very it's thin. It's just not going to hold. <laughs> I can just imagine being new and in the meeting complaining about my family or something. You know, people that were just trying to help me or my job or something, and somebody just passing this over to me. Like, yeah. here you go. Like you, like you have like the, the seventh tradition basket yeah. pass. Sure you've got one just handing out handing bullshit out bags. bullshit bags. I my ego was so big in the beginning of A. I'd be like, I need to give this to my boss. You know, they're they're the yeah. problem or yeah. whatever. So give it to my sponsor. I, I was just gonna say, I fully expect two people in this room to give it to me. <laughs> well, I like this one and thought this, this was actually neat. pretty good, pretty neat, right? This is yeah. good. The it's bullshit funny. bag. All right, let's yeah. move on to number two. Number two is kind of interesting. I thought this was, by the way, this is a custom item. It's a deluxe AA coin display clock. Display your recovery coins in a clock. So basically, you can put your 1 to 12 year, and I guess you could, look, you could do this over the course of a year or over the course of 12 years. So every spot where a number would be, you can put in your chip. Then 12 to 24. Yeah. And then you have to what? buy another clock. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't, after 12, it doesn't really work anymore, right? Why would you keep doing it? It's a, I guess you could do military time, 12 yeah. to 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what are you going to do? It's only good for 12 to 12. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Years? Here's what I'm going to tell you all. I ordered one for the meeting after the meeting. Did you? And I put the sobriety date. So I have, I had their custom, custom building what? making it for us. And it's going to have the meeting after the meeting. And it's going to have our date of our first episode. Oh. And we are going oh, to track yeah. with chips. I might cry. There you go. Yeah. Are you going to cry? I might cry. Or we could just use Gabe's sobriety as our reference point. Because you and close. I both That's have a lot of pressure, man. That. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It's pretty close. Lynn, what do you think about the display clock? Do you have one of these? Do any of our audience, are nobody, everybody's shaking their head? No, no one would give me a chip worth displaying until, <laughs> until I had 21 years sober. So it wouldn't have been any use for me. 
Lynn, do you have any neat recovery items that you've gotten over the years? Neat recovery items, Anything like this? Do you have any, like, cool, like, jewelry or anything that's AA-related? I love the die. The die, the God dice. The God die. The God yeah. die. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. got them right so. here. You got them here. you go. That's Always uh, Chris Pat, get, Bring those over here. Oh, Let's God. let her eat. Just, oh, that was. Wow. Amazing toss. Even better catch. There My man, Chris, right. let's go. The God dice. <laughs> I like that. You like that? I like but that. But you don't yeah. personally have any AA relate. You never. Lynn doesn't look like she's sporting any AA swag. No. You're... How about license plates? Do you know anybody who has an AA license plate? Stickers. Oh, someone has uh, something along the line of easy does it. Yes. E Z D Z I T. I heard that last I love night. It. Yes. Easy D Z. Okay. He's he says he gets comments. I love it. Especially when he's cutting someone off in traffic. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AA tattoos. Nothing. AA tattoos aren't no. Mm. No square, no circle. Uh, so with the I've triangle. heard you all on the tattoo episode. Have you? Okay, yeah, I've, yeah. I've listened to that. <laughs> sponsors phone number. Sponsors phone number tattooed. No, no, that nope, exists. Nope, nope, that exists. It's out there. By the way, it is out there. It's a real thing. Nope. <laughs> all right, let's get into our third and final item. And this, there's two of them, right? Do you get both of yeah. them? Okay, so we've got the so bear. Not so burr, so bear companion <laughs> teddy bear, which I have here. Oh, <laughs> I got it. For those of you watching on Zoom, you can see it if you're listening. I have the so bear companion. I mean, it's it's a gray teddy bear with a pink little t-shirt that says so bear companion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You want it? Gimme, yep, gimme, yep. gimme. Oh, uh, isn't it? Oh, isn't this, that sweet? this is right up my alley. Yeah. This is right up my alley. I'll tell alley. you, when when the sponsees can't get a hold of you, just say, just hug your so bear companion. There you go. And you won't ever there have to go. be alone. How many of those <laughs> how many, honestly, I mean, look. Feeling lonely at 3 a.m. and how, can't get a hold of your sponsor? Of these, you hug your so bear companion. Well, I mean, it was number. It was at the top of their store, so people are buying them. I, it's. You're I just like jealous it. that your sponsees never bought you one, Chris. You just don't want anybody to see you hold <laughs> yeah. it. That's all. Hold it, but Chris. But you watch. No, he'll good. he'll get by. Come himself. on, Chris. Come on. It doesn't hurt. That's okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> if you're not watching the Zoom, let's get you're missing a lot. <laughs> All right. Let, next up, and last but not least, and you may recognize why I asked you about this earlier with the oh. fair. Ah. Look at this. It's a thy will, not mine, llama. <laughs> I got that joke. I got a llama. And so this is, if for those of you just listening on the audio, this is a white llama stuffed animal that has a little white t-shirt that says, thy will, not mine. I feel like we're about to do like an infomercial, yeah. like a limited time only, $3.99. Oh, we're going down to two ninety nine. But wait, there's more. And now, let me tell you. That I did a little research, and llamas, if you didn't know, are used to help people with addiction and recovery and really? depression and anxiety problems. Oh. And the reason being that they're very... Is that like yoga with goats? Similar to yoga with, go oh. yoga with goats, but here's the thing. Llamas are very timid, and they don't... A lot of animals, I would even say a horse, can be scary, right? They, but yeah. llamas, because they're timid and they're afraid, they put off a very good vibe for people who Unless may not be feeling good. Other than the spitting, which you have to which be it, mindful that's of. a problem. And which, by the way, they spit on you because they're afraid and they're feeling that fear and anxiety. But overall, llamas are a very peaceful animal that are used in recovery. So, Unless they spit on you. And this llama, I can pr I can promise you, will not spit on you. Well, look at that. He is sweet. Isn't he, he is sweet? He's, sweet? He is. I am sad that they're timid and afraid, though. Yeah, well, you know, well, this one's smiling. So, <laughs> <laughs> you need a program. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, working the steps. You'll feel better. The bear's like <laughs> eyes aren't really visible. He kind of looks like he's high. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, you're sober. I'm just your companion. <laughs> anyway. John's going to be playing with these tonight. It's been a long night. I love it. We're totally love it. digressing here. 
Lynn, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you what all. A, yeah, so I told much. you it flies by. Yes, it did. It flies by. Thank you very much. You did a great much. job. You are a great thank you. local member of the A community here. We're, we're glad we're, to have you. Yeah, glad oh, to have you. Lucky to have so you. So good that you came in. I want to thank your your friends and sponsees yeah. for coming out and joining us and Aren't they beautiful? They are. They are. It was good to get to know them. Anybody that will take that trek around the house with you yeah. is <laughs> ride or die. They are. They are. They will. They will go with me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, the passage into the studio is not. It's a test. Yeah, it's, it's part a test. of the test, man. Part so. of the test. <laughs> Thanks again, Lynn. Thank we you. will be back next week with another amazing guest. Thank you for joining us on the Zoom. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great night.